I want to say again, God bless every family praying for you, especially not only praying for moms today, also special prayers for those whose moms have just gone on. Some of us here today that missing their moms, amen, and knowing that, praise God, they've, uh, they've given their hearts and lives to just be so awesome for you and God will richly reward them in heaven. Amen. We're going to stand and turn to 1 Kings 3, verse 26. Before we read it, let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you so much for all the gifts that you have given us, Lord, especially, Lord, God, today, as we honor mothers, God, a gift from heaven. We thank you, Lord. Bless your people now today. I pray you give us, Lord, words to speak that are anointed, Hearts, Lord, to receive your word and help us to just be, Lord, ultimately to be doers of your word and not hearers only. God will give you the glory, the thanks in Jesus name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. First Kings three. We do have a Mother's Day message and but it's for us all. And I'm going to we're going to read a text about a mom in the Bible that we don't even know her name. And probably a very, I would say, an unlikely candidate to say, here's an example of a mother's love. But 1 Kings 3, verse 26. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, oh, my Lord, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. But the other said, let it be neither mine nor thine, but divide it. The king answered and said, give her the living child and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. God bless you. You can be seated. I imagine good many of us are familiar with this text. Give us a little bit of context in it. What a good presence of the Lord is here today. Appreciate these great testimonies and just the appreciate. You know, it is fitting. The Bible talks about giving honor where honor is due. And I'll begin this before we even get into our the text of this message, how this world is so lacking in true honor. What a what a selfish world. What me looking out for me rather than being like Jesus. Here we see an amazing beginning of the reign of Solomon. Solomon was David's son and David was a great man of God. He was a man after God's own heart. That meant God saw in David a heart that 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 just wanted purely to to serve and love him wanted nothing more than just be real to 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 have a relationship with almighty god he wasn't a man without flaws and failures and he had a son in uh a result of one of his failures and let me tell you somebody here today if you have failed god if you have made choices under very very difficult situations god is still reaching to be your god i'm only here today because of the mercy of god i'm only here today because of his goodness to me so a man at uh sandwich shop just yesterday with a t-shirt that talked about with god all things are possible and i said man i like your t-shirt he said if god didn't do impossible things we'd all be in trouble i said i know for that that is the truth for my own self amen so solomon is raised under 
King David and David promises him to, to be the king after him. And it's really just the grace of God. Through a mistake, through a, through, through really a, 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 a crisis, if you will. A scandal in the, in the, the leadership. But here is Solomon, the, the very grace and mercy of God being shown in Solomon. Solomon is put into place as a king. And God comes to Solomon in a dream. God asks Solomon, says, what do you want me to give you? What, what of all things would you have me give to you? Solomon answers, the way I read it, the way it seems to go, it, it must have been just so easy for Solomon to answer. Solomon says something that I think is just so profound. and He says, I am just a child. Here I am getting ready to be king. What do I know about being a king? I, I'm, a, I'm a child. I don't know how to, how to go out and commit. I need you to hold my hand. I need wisdom. I need understanding. Oh, if leaders today, if Christians today, if preachers today could say, God, I don't know everything. And humble ourselves and say, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. God says, you could have asked for wealth. You could have asked for victory over your enemies. You could have asked for a long life. But you asked for wisdom, and it pleased God. It got God's attention. There's a way to get God's attention. I know a lot of times we look around and say, oh, it's not fair. Look at them. They don't know what I'm going. Maybe they're just making choices that get God's attention. Amen. You're not cursed. Somebody else just blessed silver spoon from God in their mouth. No, no, no. Sometimes people just say, you know what? It's not the easiest choice, but it's the right choice. So I'm going to start serving God. God said, you know what? I'm going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you more wisdom than anybody's ever had. I'm also going to give you wealth. Because you answered so well, I'm going to give you wealth. I'm going to give you victory and peace in your nation. And if you follow me, he gave a condition to this last one. He said, if you continue to follow me, I'll give you a long life too. The Bible says that God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding exceeding much. And, I love this, I just read this the other day, and largeness of heart even as the sand that is on the seashore. Because if you're going to follow God and you're really smart, if you don't have a big heart, you're going to mess up. Amen. Now, the first test, really, I won't say so much test. Let me rephrase that and say it was the first exhibition. It was the first showing of what God did in Solomon. And it got people's attention. Solomon is now king, and he's kind of put in a position to make a difficult decision. If you start reading your Bible, you're going to find out that it's not just all fairy tales and things that are pristine and clean and knights in shining armor. You're going to see humanity. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's right. You're going to see the, the, the mistakes and the, the, the sinfulness and the need of man. And, and his first decision... As a king, these two prostitutes come before him, and they start pleading a case. We need justice. We were together, and, and we both have children, and 
while we were sleeping, she rolled over and smothered her baby. But before I woke up and was re- realized what had happened, she swapped out the babies and stole it. Now, now she's saying that I did that, but she really did. I was like, no, she did that. That's my baby that's still alive, and it's her baby that's dead. And they're saying, now, Solomon, what should we do? What a horrible situation. Yeah. And you're going to find out life has a few of those. Right. Thank God for wisdom. The Bible says Solomon did something. I'm sure everybody there just, just what? Their eyes got big, their mouths hung open. Somebody bring me a sword. We'll just be fair and square. Take that living baby, cut it in half. Give them each a piece. What kind of king do we have? How horrible of a, of a man. What a, what a terrible, terrible reign that we are under now. Oh, God, help us. Right. Right. But before anything could go any farther, one of the women yeah. in our text said, No, stop! Yeah. Don't, don't cut that baby in half. Spare that baby's life. Yeah. Let her have the baby. Let her have the baby. The other one's sitting there going, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if I can't have it, nobody will have it. Solomon just stops everything and says, there's the mother. The one that loved selflessly. The one whose heart is breaking. Saying, I can't imagine my life without this baby, but don't kill the baby. Keep it alive. See, the Bible is full of these beautiful examples of the strength of, uh, of the love of, of women. I know there's such a bad misconception in the land today. People that want to um, accuse the Bible of being so chauvinistic or misogynistic, or, and, and they've not read their Bibles. So many great heroes in the Bible and so many great examples in the Bible. Amen. I don't, I don't understand where they get it. I'm, I mean, when you start looking in the Bible and seeing that, that, Jesus, that the Word of God tells husbands to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Wow. Don't, don't tell me that, that the Bible tells husbands to, to honor their wives as a weaker vessel. Just because you can... St- Yell louder and, and you can beat her in arm wrestling. Listen now, you honor her or your prayers will be hindered. God adds a little threat to it. You want me to listen to you? You better be, behave yourself now. Examples of God's selfless love through this woman. This unlikely candidate to be an example. And because an example of God's selfless love, it's an example to us all. Thank God for the heart. See, you know, it's so easy. Men, it's so easy to look at a, the, somebody talked about God rewiring you. But you know what? No matter what the day is saying, there's a different wiring system, if anybody's noticed. And it's so easy to say, well, it's wrong because it's not me. Listen, God knew what he was doing. God knows what he is doing. This heart of love 
For 2 Timothy 3, we're familiar with it around here. We quote it and read it so often. It talks about in the last days. I'm going to just read this quickly. You don't have to turn to it. But in the last days, perilous times shall come. How many think we're living in the last days? Yes, sir. Perilous times, dangerous times have come. And there is a list of all the different attributes, character flaws, if you will, of a modern day. And the very first character trait that heads it up is that men shall be lovers of their own selves. See, this Bible does not know a definition of love that is selfish, self-centered. This is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I... No, no, it's a the kind of love that was exhibited, that was exemplified by, by God himself, that he would come, he would serve, he would, yeah. he would become a servant, wash the feet of his own disciples. Right. That he would love and meet us where our need is, where our weakness is. Right. Not pat us on the back and say, hey, I'm here with you, man. Hey, you're awesome. You're great. But you need help. You need help. You need rescued. And God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. This Bible knows nothing of love that is selfish. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17. 1 Thessalonians 5. A lot of things called love in the day. I hear people, oh, but I love him. I love her. And I'm looking at it saying, God's got something so much better than that for you. And what a great example we can find in mothers. Amen. Amen. First Thessalonians five, verse 17. Just a very simple verse. Pray without ceasing. And I heard a lot of people talk about way. We ought to always be in kind of constant attitude of prayer. I don't doubt that there's something to that but listen to me there's several places in the bible i prayed without ceasing for something specific and then i prayed without ceasing for you and how can you not you gotta have to stop praying for one to pray for the you can't do them both at the same time what it means is not necessarily i've got to pray for you 24 7 but i'm not quitting i'm not giving up I'm going to keep on praying. When things look their worst, I'm going to keep on praying. When it seems hopeless, I'm going to keep on praying. Listen to me. God, a mother's prayers don't cease. Amen. Amen. A mother's prayers that will continue to pray for you when you go in the wrong direction, when you're fighting against God that's trying to get your attention and a mother loves you enough to keep praying for you, sometimes in tears, sometimes in heartache to see that the consequences of bad decisions are going to catch up to the one that they love so much, but they just don't cease. Nights you're out late getting in trouble, she's, still, she's at home praying. Nights you're out doing things that, that, that God is not pleased with, she's still praying. Amen. God sees that. The value. The value of a mother's tears. The value of a mother's prayers. Gets God's attention. And it ought to be an example to us all. Don't quit. I know it's easy sometimes that we look at people and say, what's the use? Ah, they're never going to get right. 
But mom doesn't give up praying for their sons and daughters. Amen. Why would you give up? Amen. Join together in their prayers and pray for that one. Well, I don't know if they'll ever get right. You can keep on praying anyhow. I don't know if they hey, that's not why. We, we're praying and believing God. Amen. Don't cease praying. Praise God. That kind of selfless love, that kind of not, well, I don't know if there'll ever be a benefit to me. That's not how a mother looks at their baby, doesn't look at their child. A mother cares and loves without ceasing. Amen? We'll turn to a proverb 13, Proverbs 13. I want to talk about a difficult part of a mother's love that I think we can all recognize in our own in our own relationships. Can I say Proverbs 13? The least fun part of raising rearing children. Amen. But look what it says. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Betimes is just an old English word that means early. Right. A mother will love this. Let me say it this way. This Bible does not teach any kind of love that is easy. Right. See, in a modern day when we are being raised by Hollywood, I paused. I don't know why I paused because I was going to say the perverts of Hollywood. And we're getting our examples of what Hollywood love is, not Bible love. Amen. It's a lust and it's a it's a prideful look at me and what I want. And so often when we have children. You know, if you're going to love somebody. You're not going to say it's okay, it's all right if they're if the truck's coming and going to run them over in traffic. You're going to warn them if you love them. Amen. You're not going to say, hey, just stay right there, dear, because I'm afraid if I say the wrong thing, you know, you're not going to like me anymore. And I want to be cool. (laughs) And while you're doing what might hurt you, I'm going to go make you some cookies. Stay right where you are. Selfless love knows how to say no. Yeah. I love you. I'll always be there for you. Somebody talked about calling when you need help. Amen. Right. But I'm not going to help you be hurt. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to help you see that God is, is the only choice that makes sense. Yeah. Amen. We live in a day today that you hate me because you don't agree that my sin that is destroying my life and everything in it is my truth. That you don't acknowledge and legitimize the things that I'm doing to self-destruct. The things that I'm doing so unhealthy. When you see that little child that and and you know what? To a mom, they're always going to be that little child, aren't they? But you see them destroying their lives, their bodies, going against everything that God has for them. And you say, come on, you're, you're better than that. Right. Sometimes it's hard for a mother to be selfless, to be selfless enough to say, 
I, I, I don't want you not to think I'm nice, but I love you too much to say that that's good. I'm proud of that. I think somebody here said something in a testimony about about just being so uh, proud of their, their their children, proud of how their mother had raised them and taught them. And I look today and I think that's not really the goal of a lot of people. I want to instill character in them, instill lessons in them that one day they can be proud of themselves and I can be proud of them. That's not really a goal too much anymore. I, I, I see people doing the most ridiculous things. I can't think they're having any fun, but stop. Everybody smile. We're putting this on the gram. (laughs) <laughs> and then they put their selfies done and they go back to their miserable looks again. That's right. right. Yes, sir. It's, it's about how can I get attention? How can I get validation rather than how can I train up a child? As someone right. said in the way they should go, right. how can I teach them to have healthy relationships? Yeah. I'm going to tell you how it's going to happen. Hear the word of the Lord. Amen. How can I teach them in a world that is so difficult that they can still have joy? And not depression. It's going to happen in the presence of the Lord. And a mom reaching up and putting her arm around you, praying for you. How we ought to learn from that. That sometimes to be a friend, you have to say, wait a minute, that you're not going to go that way, are you? You're not going to do that. That that's not wise. That's not a good idea. Oh, that's so hard for this generation to hear. That somebody might be able to help you do better. That you might be making a mistake. The Bible talks about the wounds of a friend. The friend that will say, I don't want to embarrass you, but you know what? You're going to get that out of your teeth, you know? Because uh, people are seeing that. You look silly. So I'm going to be your friend and it's uncomfortable for me. Sometimes a friend will tell you some things that you need to hear. A friend will tell you something that, hey, I love you. I want to help you succeed. I want to help you be blessed. And there are just some things that say, well, I'm just going to follow my heart. Sometimes your heart will mislead you according to the Bible. Love's not easy. A friend is going to love you at all times. They're not going to give up on you. But they're not going to go along with you as you make foolish decisions. They're not going to somehow act like, hey, that's all right. They're going to love you enough to say, come on, get back to God. A preacher isn't your friend that won't tell you the truth. A preacher isn't a friend that won't tell you to turn away from sin. Say, oh, you can love God and have your sin too. Broad is the way to destruction. And a lot of preachers are on that broad road. Narrow is the way, and few there be that find it. You can go ahead and live the way you want. It doesn't matter at all. Just go ahead and sin. What is sin anyhow? What, what does it even mean? I've heard preachers here just of recent times. I've heard it many, many times over the years, but just heard it even recently. God already forgave you of the sins you're going to commit. Don't worry about it. He forgave your sins, past, present, and future. Ah, just don't worry about it. Does that sound like a good relationship with you? Hey, hon, it's okay if you just give me complete forgiveness for anything I do. You know, you are, I don't even have to repent of anything. I go ahead and just do whatever I want to do. I'm already forgiven, right? 
Does that sound like we have a good relationship? I'm just going to go ahead, do things that hurt her, embarrass her. But she loves me so much, she's already forgiven me. Wow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. A real preacher will love you enough to say, this is what God says he loves. Love him, follow him, and be blessed. For whatsoever a man soweth, that's what he's going to reap. And whatever, if you sow to your spirit, you're going to reap blessings, life everlasting. But we're living in a generation, cool parents that no rules, cool preachers, no rules, no, no Bible, no sanctification, no, hey, here's, here's what we turn away from in sin and turn towards. That's not loving God. That's loving self. Preachers aren't loving people. They're loving themselves. Amen. They love that people just, that's so awesome. That's so great. But the model, an example of a, of a mother that'll say, why? Why not just turn to God with all your heart and see what God does? Hebrews 10. What an example we have. Thank God for examples. Don't get your examples from Hollywood. Don't get your examples from the music industry. You get your examples from influencers of this world. Look at the tried and true. Those that love their families through thick and thin. Those that were faithful. In their homes, day and year after year. Hebrews 10 verse 35 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Has great payment of a reward, for ye have need of patience. Amen. I'll say amen for me. You can say amen for you. Ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. I said What a blessed example in a mother's tears and her prayers. What a blessed example of a mother's love that will warn and even correct. And what a great example of God's love in a mother's faith that will see her promises fulfilled. I'm telling you, I thank God for women of faith in this church. I thank God for moms that are saying, you know what, I'm holding on. More than anything else. Hey, I don't care if it's a junker sitting in the driveway. I want my children in heaven. Amen. I don't care if we're dining in the finest restaurants. I want to see my my children blessed and loving God and seeing that their soul is so valuable to to God. When everything seems like it's going the wrong direction. Hey, I still believe. I heard the promise today. Train them up in the way they should go. Holding on to that promise that God is working, that God is going to move. I've heard testimony here just recently given of uh, of just the, something that seems so hopeless, but I believe God gave me a promise, said that mother. And God, in his timing, moved in a great way. 
I believe the church needs to have that kind of faith. Praise the Lord. I don't believe, you know, you need to get past. I I understand. Let me just be very, very just open with you. I I know what it's like. I fought the battle as a younger Christian. Well, you know, I'm going to try to get them to church and I'll show them a lot of love. And and that because I want to get them to church and, and, and we want people saved. Yeah, but just just why don't you just stop and love people, period. Why don't you just be a friend? Period. Amen. Let God just work in their lives, but you just don't don't be a used car salesman for God. Don't try to just say, hey, I'll be your friend as long as I can make a sale. Don't do that. Be a real friend. Amen. Be a real friend. When things get tough, just keep on being a friend. When things look like they're upside down, don't give up. Be a friend. Because first Corinthians 13, let me read it to you. Charity or that kind of selfless Bible love. It bears all things. That's right. yeah. It's it's not giving up easy. Amen. It's believing. Hey, it doesn't look good now. That's OK. God's working. Yeah. Remember those prayers we talked about? Remember those tears we talked about? I've got faith in the word of God. It's working. That charity, that love beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. That faith. Oh, how the church needs that kind of faith. The faith that a mother has for their own sons and daughters. A faith that says, God, I believe you're going to bring souls into the kingdom of God. I'm not giving up. I know we're living in the last days and you can get an attitude that's so easy. It's so easy. See, this selfish kind of love, it's an easy love. Not a, not a love like Jesus showed. When God loved you and me, it wasn't an easy love. Yeah, right. Amen? He loved us in our sin. He loved us in the filth of our unholiness. He's a holy, pure God. He comes down to earth and, and ministers, serves, loves, forgives, blesses, and dies. For our salvation. It's not an easy love. See, people say, oh, I, I, I love them so much. You love them enough to tell them the truth. You love them enough to say, hey, I can't walk that road with you, but I still love you. Because right. it's easy to just go ahead and float down the stream. Praise God. Do anything. Do, just, just never have any conviction. Never care enough to say no. I, I don't care if you get angry with me. I don't care if you, you hate me. I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's right. And I'm going to never give up so that you can see the wisdom of God's will in your life. Charity never fails. That, the kind of love that just gives up, the kind of love that has no endurance isn't really love. Because God's definition of love says it never fails, never stops, endures all things. What better example do we have of the love of Jesus in this world than the love of a mother for their child? And that faith that you're holding on to today, moms, but not only moms, but brothers and sisters that are holding on for somebody you're praying for, holding on for somebody you love God's going to fulfill that promise. God's going to hear your prayers. God's going to work. God's going to keep knocking at their heart's door. God's going to keep opening their eyes. People run. People fight. But God hears your prayers and sees your faith. And he's working. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Selfless love. Selfless love. It's what the Bible teaches. 
serving one another. Testimonies today. Of a love of. That labors. A love that. Sacrifices. I know there are some here today that. Maybe came up in homes that were very, very unhealthy, very toxic and damaged. I thank God that the Bible says that he'll take those that are solitary and bring them into families. Put you around. Those that have an example of that kind of love. Thank God for that. A lot of hypocrisy. Like I said, so much in this world that more selfish than anything. But a love that says, I want the best. Not just what's easy, but the best for the one that I love. Today, I want to tell you that God's love is real. every question you have. He knows every doubt. He knows the damage that's been done by hypocrisy in your mind and in your heart. But He has a love for you today that is eternal. He sees you and all the mistakes you've made. All the things that maybe you're not very proud of in your life, but He sees you and cares about you. And before you ever came to Him, He made a way. He died on a cross. Not just for those that would receive, but for the whole world He paid a price. He did all of that for each soul that is in this world and has ever been in this world. Those that have hated Him, those that have rejected Him, the price has been paid for them if they would receive it. But there's a God that cares about you. He's not going to conform to your will and your way, but He's going to pick you up out of the the trouble, the turmoil, the consequences of sin. He'll rewire you like somebody said today. Your mind, your heart, your spirit. He'll put something in you, His Spirit in you. To give you peace. To give you joy. To put a real love in you. A love that's not weak. Oh, God help anybody that has such a wrong idea of a Christian woman being weak. Maybe physically they can't just outperform a man, but listen to me, spiritual faith, character of love, it takes strength. We thank God for that today. That same kind of love is from God towards you. This altar's open if you want to come pray. God, just take some time and talk to Him.
God that cares about you so much. If God's put somebody in your life to pray for you, you're blessed. If you have a praying mother, you're blessed. especially those whose moms have gone on praying especially for you. God's so good to just draw near to us. And I thank God for a church. I thank God for a group of people that say, God, this is the example I need in my life. Help me to love with that kind of love. Help me to 
to believe and have faith like, like that, like my mom. Help me, Lord, to be able to be a friend that stands even when it's unpopular and love like you love. Let's all stand. Father, thank you again for your presence here today. Lord, it's just been so good again to be in your house. Thank you for these great testimonies. Bless each family and each home, Lord. And God, just meet every need of your people. God, keep us safe as we travel. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.